Greetings folk, my name is Nick Spoo Engel and I've recently been podcasting about uh, martyrs, courageous abolitionists, people who fight for justice and righteousness and truth and um, I'm going to, uh, yeah, before I go into today's uh, reading, I'm going to just mention some of the ones I've done before. We've done Sophie Scholl and the Weisse Rose or the White Rose. Sophie together with her brother Hans and uh, others were responsible for fighting against injustice during Nazi Germany, uh, not with violence, but with the means of das schlichte Wort, the, the written word. Uh, I'm not sure what schlicht means, I'll have to look that up, but um, yeah, basically the the words, they used the written word, they used flyers, um, and also I've podcasted recently about William Wilberforce, and today I want to read about a guy called John Brown, but before I read this, I want to say that, you know, if we don't agree 100% with somebody or if they have certain weaknesses, doesn't throw out the meaning and the value of their life's work. And it does not negate the meaning of the struggle. So we can, in our minds, we tend to rationalize things. We point out, we discover a weakness in somebody's character, and then we throw out the baby with the bath water, as it were. And sometimes we do that to justify our own wrong thinking and wrong philosophies. I just want to pray a moment. Father, we thank you that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts and your ways than our ways. Speak to us tonight. Lead us into truth. Thank you for your truth. Umpire, Lord, thank you for your throne founded on justice and righteousness. And Lord, we pray that we can be rooted and grounded in the love of Christ. So I just pray that each uh, one of us comes to know you personally um, in the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord, and uh, help us as we read today um, to see what aspects of this are of you. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read John Brown. I'm reading in a book by Terry Breverton titled, I Have a Dream, Inspiring Words and Thoughts from History's greatest leaders. I also recently read uh, from Socrates' speech in here. Okay, John Brown, 9th of May, 1800, nice round year, to 2nd of December, 1859, so he died at 59 years of age. And there's a quote here, mingle my blood further with the blood of my children, 2nd of November, 1859, the year of his death, the month before his death, actually. So this leading abolitionist, John Brown, advocated and practiced armed insurrection to end all slavery. And of course, if we look at guys like Martin Luther King versus Malcolm X, I could use many other examples, I just thought of this one, uh, you know, Martin Luther King stuck with nonviolent resistance uh, he was reading Gandhi and using Gandhi's 
method of Satyagraha or truth, force or soul force, which is non-violent resistance. Gandhi was reading Tolstoy, Tolstoy was reading the Bible. So you can trace this truth back to the Bible. But just because this guy used armed, armed insurrection to end all slavery does not mean that he was not fighting for a just cause. I personally would not use violence. I would advocate Martin Luther King's uh, method, which I believe is Jesus's method of non-violence, but I believe uh, we can still learn from John Brown's story. Okay, let's read on in the introduction. He seized the arsenal at Harper's Ferry, Virginia, in October 1859 to arm slaves for an insurrection. He was captured two days later, tried by the Commonwealth of Virginia and hanged. This was his last speech to the court at Charlestown, Virginia. President Lincoln called Brown a misguided fanatic, quote-unquote. And the raid at Harper's Ferry escalated tensions, leading eventually to secession and the American Civil War. I'm reminded of a scene from the William Wilberforce movie Amazing Grace where one of his colleagues wants to go and check out the French Revolution. Um, and they have quite a sharp um, conversation. Um, and uh, Wilberforce says to the guy... Please uh, never speak to me of revolution again. In fact, I don't think he even says please. He's quite strong, um, or very strong. Um, so that's interesting. So we need we need God's wisdom, and we need God to be clearly speaking to us. And the challenge is, you know, when people have been so unhappy for so long especially if they don't know the Lord Jesus, you know, with, with God, we have the biblical mandate to turn the other cheek from Jesus Christ himself, as well as from scripture, the love mandate, um, the destructive power of love, you know, Martin Luther King said, um, hate cannot cast out hate, only Love can do that, and I think he prefaced it by saying, darkness cannot cast out darkness, only light can do that. Mother Teresa may have been the one that said, you know, don't curse the darkness, but light a candle. So we need, we need truth, we need God's love, even when we speak to each other, speaking the truth in love. We don't want to just tickle people's ears. Truth is hard and painful sometimes, but if it's done in love, it's that's good. But we also need to see God's kingdom come by His uh, power. It says, not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. So we, let's pray a moment. Father, we thank you for wisdom. We thank you for your anointing that breaks yokes of bondage. We thank you for your anointing that leads us, for your Spirit that is the Spirit of truth that leads us into truth. And we thank you for your blood that was shed for uh, reconciliation, for redemptive justice, restorative justice, uh, not retributive justice. Thank you, Lord, that you took in your body on the cross 
every sin, every evil, and uh, hence we now have the way made open for reconciliation back to the Father, back to yourself. So we bless you, Lord, lead us, and we ask you to touch our lives, touch our world in the name of Jesus. Use us, Lord, to let your kingdom come, to bring your kingdom through by your power. As Moses said, if the Lord doesn't go before me, I will not go. And Lord, we, our, our prayer, I trust our prayer is the same. Lord, you go before us. You lead us by your Spirit and, and show us the way in which we should go and what we should do in Jesus' name. Amen. Now we read the speech by John Brown. Remember, this book is a book of speeches. I have, may it please the court, a few words to say. In the first place, I deny everything but what I have all along admitted, the design on my part to free slaves. I intended certainly to have made a clean thing of the matter, as I did last winter when I went into Missouri and there took slaves without the snapping of a gun on either side, moved them through the country and finally left them in Canada. I designed to have done the same thing again on a larger scale. That was all I intended. I never did intend murder or treason or the destruction of property or to excite or incite slaves to rebellion or to make insurrection. This court acknowledges, as I suppose, the validity of the law of God. I see a book kissed here, which I suppose to be the Bible, or at least the New Testament. That teaches me that all things whatsoever I would that men should do to me, I should do even to them. One translation puts it this way, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Well, that's the principle anyway. It teaches me further to remember that, sorry, remember them that are in bonds as bound with them. So it's basically prisoners. I endeavored to act up to that instruction. I must uh, make a personal note here that I had the, joined the privilege of going in a number of times with my spiritual father, Peter van Niekerk, into the Westville prison. Peter has been working there for many years together with a lady called Willa Furie. They are amazingly perseverant um, lovers of God. Peter's a pastor, Willa's a, so, a spiritual worker, social justice um, minister. And so going in there, you know, the prisoners, when they worship God, they they worship Him from their heart. It's, I mean, the worship and the praise that we had in those sessions in the prison. Man, it was, it was amazing. So it was a real privilege, you know, visiting those prisoners, being with them in bonds. As this guy's quoting scripture there, Jesus said, remember those in prison. Of course, we've got Matthew 25, which tells us all about um, the prison. 
I'm reading in Matthew 25, verse 31. But when the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne, and all the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate them from one another, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and He will put the sheep on His right and the goats on his on the left. Then the King will say to those on His right, Come, you who are blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Verse 37. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Truly, I say to you, to the extent that you did it to the least, or sorry, to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. Let's read on in uh, John Brown's speech. I endeavoured to act up to that instruction of uh, visiting or remembering them in bonds. I say I am yet too young to understand that God is any respecter of persons. Sounds like it's tongue-in-cheek tongue there. I believe that to have interfered as I have done, as I have always freely admitted I have done, in behalf of his despised poor, was not wrong, but right. Now, if it is deemed necessary that I should forfeit my life for the furtherance of the ends of justice, and mingle my blood further with the blood of my children, and with the blood of millions in this slave country whose rights are disregarded by wicked, cruel and unjust enactments, I submit, so let it be done. Sure, so that's interesting. I wonder where that man stood in his, in his faith, because he's quoting the Bible, but then he did use violence. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love. Thank you for your justice. Thank you for your mercy, for your truth, your grace. So Lord, we just pray that you use us. We pray that you heal our world. You help us to advocate for those that need a voice and to stand up uh, for those that need a voice. We bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.